This is a Life School Podcast, episode number 124. Hey, are your kids driving you nuts in your missional community or small group? Stay tuned. We've got you covered. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith in every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you about. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey Heath, I'm excited to be here today, brother. Yeah, me too, man. Kind of part three of our deeper dive into lifestyle, discipleship, and mission, and all that stuff. I know, it's a beautiful day outside, I just kind of want to go out and Hang out with the neighbors. It'd be great if we could smoke some cigars out there, maybe, huh? Tonight. <laughs> Boom. Imagine that. Hey, so, the, yeah, like you said, we're in the middle of this little micro three-week thing on small groups and missional communities and uh, lifestyle, of, lifestyle of discipleship. Today, we're talking about kids, Yeah. Uh, specifically in light of... Oh, by the way, f- I got to pause you. Sorry. Grandpa moment. Okay. A lot of people don't even know I'm a grandpa. I'm like the youngest grandpa in the whole world. No. <laughs> but my grandson said his first words today. What, what were his first words? Well, my wife, uh, my wife, my daughter was saying to her son, like, say, say, hi, Papa. Hi, Papa. Right. And she yep. had her phone going. And he said his first words, he went like, hi, Papa. But it, I think the first syllable didn't have a P on it. So it might have been, hi, Grandpa. Uh, oh. That's what I'm going for. But either way, first words, first grandchild, we're kind of losing our minds. You know what I mean? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so, you have the video documented to like, we have the video. I'll probably post that up on the site now that I've mentioned it. So maybe yeah. remember, remind me, I'll put it on our fa- a Life School podcast Facebook page. Like everybody cares about my grandson. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fun. Like kids are such a joy and they're oh, so much fun. Gosh. And we should value them in our small groups and our missional communities. Yeah, instead of just tolerate them, right? (laughs) But a lot of times people are asking, like, what do you do with them? How do you handle them? Like, what activities do you do for them? Because they drive us nuts, or they get in the way of us trying to have our Bible study. So, what are you you getting at? Your kids are driving you nuts again in your missional community? (laughs) (laughs) We started a missional community um, about a year ago, and that was the common thing. It's like, well, maybe we just get a babysitter and put Uh, them at a different house so they don't bug us. So, you're going to get, you're going to get. A kick in the tail here today. <laughs> Just, you shouldn't have said that even. I'm going to go after Don't go after me. Well, I know a lot of folks have missional communities and they're exploding with kids. I remember there's one community and they were really vibrant, but... Like they were like six or eight couples, but they had like 23 kids between them. And so they were just, everything they did was like, they needed to rent a bus. It was just awesome. But anyway. That is uh, so fun. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to talk all about that. All right. Well, let's jump into it. What do you do with kids in a missional community? Because <laughs> oftentimes they are seen as a nuisance or in the way of what's going on. No one wants to say it. No one wants yeah. to admit they're that, interrupting, that. They're like, like, we're trying to study and you keep interrupting me. And yeah. And so we shove them in the basement and we hire a teenager. Right. Yeah. <laughs> get them out of where we're at. Uh huh. What do well, you say? I'm going to say, I'm going to start here and say the church is a family. Okay. Right. It's baseline. Always has been. And it's vital that we learn how to include everyone in the family, in the mission that God's called us to. So even, or maybe even especially our kids. So my answer to like, what do you do with kids? I usually start off with a few questions because I get asked that question a lot. Okay. I mean, a whole So we weren't lot. alone. Yeah, we train people all over, right? Yeah. And they're like, this thing's starting to go, but what do you do with your kids, right? Yeah. And so I usually, I start off with three questions. First question I'll say is, well, what do you currently do with your kids in your normal family life? And, and it's that confusing. kind of, yeah, yeah. Probably right off the bat, everybody's like, what, what, do you, what do you mean? I'm like, <laughs> you're asking me, what do we do with kids in the Michigan community? I'm saying, well, what do you do with your kids in normal family life? Yeah. And so, you know, some of your answers might be something like, well, we eat together. Uh, we, we do chores. We, we play games. We, 
we learn stuff we have fun yeah we, we fight we make up you know yeah exactly that's exactly what you do with kids in a mission <laughs> all those same things are how and when true discipleship happens it's a lifestyle it's in the rhythms of normal life and so your community life can and should include all those same things and kids fit right in to most of that at all the same times yeah don't kick them out <laughs> what you're doing now. right here's my second question um do you, I'll ask people when they say, what do you do with kids? You know, it's like, do you consider your kids part of the community or do you want them to feel that they are? Hmm. And their answer is always, of course. Sure. So if Christians continue to silo their kids off, like into kids class or youth groups until they become young adults, they're, they're never going to feel like they're part of the church hmm. and part of its mission. Yeah. Right. Think about that. And I think this is a big contributing factor to the huge fall off from church participation when kids go to college. Think about it. They've yeah. always been siloed off into kids' class and then this and then middle school, then high school. And then they go off to college and they come back and like, I don't know any of these people. That's not my pastor. My pastor was a youth guy. Of course, those change every 14 months on the yeah. national average. And so, you know what I mean? Yep. So I don't know anybody here. And so we never made them part of the church. We silo them off. So, they don't, so living huh. an integrated life is key. Our children, they're not a nuisance and they need to be included in the normal, everyday rhythms of a life lived on mission if we ever want them to continue on with a strong and integrated faith. Think about it. That's actually causing me to think about, like, in the church I currently serve in, like, restructuring some stuff. Because we have the cry room, which is they watch on a TV and there's a glass wall so that they don't they don't make noise while we're trying to learn what the pastor's saying. And so I go, now, right. even hearing you talk like that, and then I'm they're like, going to go to like to... the seeds thing and they're going to the next thing. And they're always going to be siloed off apart from it. But then assume, somehow magically at a, at a birthday or, you know, at a graduation, they're going to go. And now you're part of that group of people that you've never met. Yeah. Wow. That's your elder. That's your pastor. No, no it's not. I never met him. Yeah. I never had a meal with that person. How could I, how am I, but no, you have to submit to that person. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's, yeah. Wow. Right. And so we kind of, we do that. And then we wonder like, Oh, how I somehow magically I just want my kids to have this really integrated faith that we've never achieved. How? Yeah. How? Well, how, how's that gonna? You know, right? Yep. So it's, that's why I asked that question. Do, do you want your kids to feel like part of the group? Then make them part of the group, right? And it might be noisy. And it might be messy. Yeah. <laughs> Third question, and this is like the one I'm. This one I'm spank you. <laughs> um, I ask people like, what do you do with your kids in a missional community? And and I'll say, are you trying to do quote missional community in a single night each week? Yeah. See, this is often the hidden problem lurking behind the question. Sure. It really is. Makes sense. As soon as they say that, it's almost like code for like, our initial community is a weekly meeting and our kids are driving us nuts. Okay. So the one time you gather and the kids are driving you nuts, <laughs> yeah, you're not gathering more than once? Right. Yeah. So, so just like we could never properly parent our kids in a single night each week, right? Think yeah. about that. Like, when do you parent your kids? Tuesday night. What about the other six nights? They're crazy. They're off the wall. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, missional community life can't be jammed into a few hours on a weeknight. And we're going to need to have weekly rhythms we talked about that in last episode, 123, yeah. talked about up in out rhythms, yep. like how to pick some real basic ones, but make them predictable, right? And so we're going to have to have weekly rhythms that include folks at all different points in their spiritual journey and in the relational continuum. And kids are no different than that. Hmm. So what are some of the activities that we're doing throughout the week as a community together that are maybe more slanted towards the kids in this thing? But sure. over here, that one's not as slanted towards the kids. So guess what? That is adult time. Yep. See, but when you're trying to jam it all into one night, you can't do that. But if you're not, you're going like, well, family dinner night for the community. It's a dinner. Yeah. Kids are here. It's messy. It's loud. You sit where you can. You eat what you can. Things we break. all help clean up. Yeah. Oh, we're going through 
like the story of God with some neighbors who are not yet believers and as adults, that's not a time to have the kids maybe. Sure. Right. But, but you know what? On Saturday, we do like clean the park day and the kids love it. And we always do hot dogs afterwards and we, and they get to invite all their friends to come along. Yeah. See what I mean? Stuff like that. So, um, I, I know many, start up, let me start that over. I, I know that many of us have been raised with this idea that our children's spiritual development is handled by proxy, sure. sort of through Sunday school and youth groups. But Old and New Testament writings indicate that parents, <laughs> Right, are to pass down the story and the experience of a of a vibrant, true Christian faith to their kids, not through children's ministry at your local church. Yeah, I mean they can help. Yeah, but that's not their job. You know, sure that yeah, that's a bonus, right? But intentionally discipling your own kids in the normal rhythms of life is where the gospel comes alive. Yeah. So these questions, man, they are not only clarifying, but they cut really right to the heart of the Sorry issue, about, don't they? Sorry about that. Everybody's <laughs> listening like, oh, great, I thought yeah. you were going to help Stop me Stop picking scabs. <laughs> but see, like, if we don't clear that out of the way, though, we're sure. trying to bolt on new rhythms and jam them all into one night or sup- bifurcate the kids. Or you, you yeah. got to ask those questions first. You got to ask those questions. Okay, so what we discovered that allowed us to live a kingdom, sort of heaven-come-to-earth lifestyle is very different than the way we were raised in the church. Yeah, Seriously. For sure. Okay. And very differently than how we first started parenting our own children. Sorry, kids. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. It just wasn't. I mean, like I, remember I told that story last week about we were kind of living the week to week, Sunday only. And we, we loved our church. It was great, but it wasn't getting it. And the yeah. kids weren't falling super stoked in love with God and like figuring out how to fit it all into life. They were starting to plan their dream life like yeah. everybody else. And where do I go to college and how do I get that killer job and who's my date and where's you know? Yeah, at best it's mediocre like entertainment to get through uh, while your parents go study somewhere. I remember being in a small group when I was my parents were in a small group when I was a kid, and I was like, yeah, kids would just we didn't really do anything other than we're crowded away, and I didn't know why we were wasting a, a one night of every week going to this thing for my parents to benefit that we never really learned much from and so what you're supposed to do yeah yeah well like i said that's where that's kind of how we were stuck in that cycle too so well i know you're gonna uh here in just a couple minutes land some tips on us and suggestions uh on how we can grow in this area but how did you and tina and others in community get to this richer experience of faith and all of life and together in community including kids and dogs and difficult people what's what's your story there yeah, I, yeah. Like I mentioned just a second ago, in the last couple episodes, one twenty two and twenty three. And by the way, if you, if you hadn't heard those, you want to go back and listen to both of those because Absolutely. this is sort of part three, like we said in the series, and it's all related to lifestyle disciples' mission. Well, what we discovered and and what we developed was, and this is ultimately how we got there and got helped to get our kids there, and like now we train this all over, right? Sure. Is a unique combination of teaching, heart transformation and life-on-life experience that created a lifestyle apprenticeship. Hmm. And that that's, and it, it, kids included, okay? Sure. So like, this sounds great. And like, I talked about this last week a little bit, but it's like, it's true. That lifestyle apprenticeship integrated into all of life, man, it, your kids, it's all a life, man, right? They're in yep. it. And like, and so and now to have a community to help you yeah. and reinforce all that, I mean, you know, it's not just sermons or classroom teaching, but it's learning together with more mature disciples that have kind of mastered a lifestyle of discipleship and mission. I remember when our kids, uh, when we were first starting to live this way, you know, moved to here Tacoma and the whole Soma thing was starting to take off, right? The coolest thing for my teenage daughters is instead of now just having to go to the the pizza do youth ministry, I call it pizza do because like they just have pizza and Mountain Dew every week, you know, (laughs) Um, instead of going to the pizza do, sure. 
um, they guess what they got to do now? Cause we didn't have a we didn't have a youth group program. We were in community. We were just getting started. Yeah, they got to hang out with all these like young twenty somethings, the gals that were really cool. They thought, wow, and you know they had awesome hair, and they'd take them out to do nails and take them shopping like up in Seattle, and they they're like, let's see, hang out with a bunch of kids thirteen and 14, 15 like us. Or go hang out with these really cool twenty somethings, and they they got it. They were living yeah. the life. They loved it. Yeah, how could and they you not? reinforce what they reinforce what we said? I remember when Kristen was like seventeen. She's like, as soon as I turn eighteen, I'm moving out of the house. You know, we're having a bad night. You know, sure. And and literally, her her friends, you know, in the community who are part of our mission community, part of her mission community, sure. overheard it and they're like, are, are you really like? Because you turn eighteen in a few months, like. Do you think your parents would like let me rent the, your room because they're freaking awesome and I'd love to, you know? Wow, that's so fun. It, it just fixed it, right? Yeah. So, so you know, we developed a new language and 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 it was just sort of it was life on life and it was it was weekly and daily, yep. and you know, and like I I said this last week too, it's like we discovered that um, this this lifestyle is not only great for us and yeah. and for you know raising kids that'll actually have a faith yep. and live this way. Um, but it was super attractive to others too. You sure. Know, people not yet, not yet believers. It's, it's amazing. So, um, I'm just going to go ahead and, and I want to say if, you know, if our friends and family out there would want to learn more about how to live this way and experience something like this, yeah. then, um, go to our website, check out today's show notes at one, two, three, lifeschool.com forward slash episode one twenty four, And there'll be a link there to, um, this experience we call launch and it's, it's a unique integrated lifestyle apprenticeship, like what we're talking about. And it takes place with just a small handful of folks right here in my own home. Yeah. And I can't explain it all. It's cause it's, it's a whole series of like life on life stuff sure. and then weekly live video calls. And it's only for like 30 people max and yep. there's not even 30 slots left. Okay. But, and, and, and we're going to teach all this and how to integrate all of this into normal life so your kids are right there included and what happens at the dinner table and when, when how many people are over and when and how often and and but it's not just about parenting it's about this lifestyle yeah of discipleship so my wife kathleen and i are gonna be at launch with you i know i'm excited i'm excited about that it's man. on our iCal. um we talked a few minutes about ago about you laying out these tips for what to do with our kids in the rhythms of like a missional community life yeah uh Okay, I, think, I got seven. It's a good biblical number. I got seven tips for you. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah, go Is that for it. Too many. We got time. We got time. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of jam through them just because, yeah, because you know there's seven of them and I don't want to run too late. So sure. here's some super practical ways to include your kids in the life of your missional community without going nuts. Okay, okay. losing your minds. All right. Um, first, and some of this like is just me putting you know feet sort of hands and feet to some of the stuff we already just talked about. Uh, first, here's the first suggestion. Have family times, quote unquote, that are just purely for getting together as community. And these times don't have to, have, you know, have a big agenda. They can be as wild and as fun as you want. Have food, have fun. Maybe have a small object lesson for the kids, you know, lots of questions and stuff to get them engaged. Sure. But make it a family time. Yep. And that's a separate family time. That's that's when they get to be super engaged and make them the center. Sure. Okay. Um, here's a second suggestion. Have other or more times throughout the week that the adults in community get together for learning or deeper discussion or things that are just adult, hmm. right? If we're going to be mature disciples and it's part of our lifestyle, not everything is going to make sense to a kid or for them to be there. Or you want to focus. That's okay. Yeah. You go to work, you don't take your kids, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's great. not most people. Right. So our, our kids can easily be a distraction for these times, especially like if you got not yet believers with you and the kids are going nuts. Yep. It's just a different time. Kids are kids. Yep. Right. And so sometimes we need to do adult only stuff. Okay. Third, have 
different missional communities take turns babysitting each other's kids for those adult times. Yeah. So people would say like, yeah, well, the reason we jam it all into one night is because nobody can afford babysitting. I'm like, hey, is there like, do you have two missional communities going on at your church? Or do you know anybody else living this kind of lifestyle? Like, yeah. Yeah. Just swap out babysitting then. Like whenever that one time a week that it's going to be adult only time. Yeah. Or twice or whatever it is, like swap it out. So, you know, as soon as you get to more than one missional community in your network or church or area, then you can just trade off hanging out with each other's kids. Um, so that you can have those focused times. You know what else? This also helps your kids know that they're part of like a larger family on mission. Yep. Like other people live this way too. And they're reinforcing the same stuff in language. Fourth one, have older kids, like maybe teens or something, watch or teach the younger ones while the big people have their discussion times. Now I know a lot of people try to do that. So this is not like, whoa, man, you're blowing my mind here. Um, But you know, part of discipleship is learning to teach and train others that which we've learned and experienced. So having older kids, right, help yep. teach and be with the younger extended, you know, brothers and sisters is a great way to train them for leadership and disciple making. Mm. So I'm not saying have the older kids hang out and just watch them and roll a video. I'm saying maybe, maybe you're not even doing anything. I'm saying maybe just you want to make times where the teens do the story with the younger kids or they're teaching them something or they're taking them out to pick up trash or something and talking about why we want to be a servant or, you know, I I don't know. Right. Cause that is part of their discipleship, you know, set them up to win. Right. And give them a little bit review afterwards, how things went. And I don't suggest paying them like babysitters for this. This is family and let them be family. Yeah. And if they don't want to do it, because they don't get being family, they don't have to, but they get to, and that's a that's that's a learning point too. Yeah. Hey, this is these are your little brothers and sisters, yeah, little apprentices. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Fifth one, uh, here's another one. Learn to integrate the kids during parties or serving times when you're out helping people together. Like this gives them memories of much, you know, much more of a holistic Christian life, and it shows them that we're all in this together, and there's a place for them at the table and on the mission. So what I mean by integrate them in is like, give them jobs to do, you know? Like yep. you're, you're throwing a party, they're setting the table, they're greeting, they're going, hey, can I get you guys soda? You know, what yeah, can I get you? Teach them hospitality. Teach them yep. hospitality. Have them clearing plates, right? Yeah. Like have them show people where this is that. Have them take them out and show them their fort or their backyard yeah. thing or their tent, whatever, you know, whatever they're doing, right? Um, it, when they're out serving, they're not just out doing them, like give them actual jobs, yeah. give them feedback. Tell them how it connects to the gospel and how God's treated us a certain way. And that's why we treat people this way, yeah. right? Give them stuff to do. Yeah. Like, just that's don't awesome, park man. Yeah. What a great idea. Okay. Um, here's, here's the sixth one. Check this one out. Let the little kids run the family meeting, you know, like when a family times yeah. or serving times like once a month or so. That's a foreign like, concept. Like let, yeah. yeah. Like, for example, um, I heard one set of third graders that, that I heard about, they created um, invites for other kids at their school to come by and watch Shrek on the side of their house using their parents' projector. And they also made invites for the parents to come over for coffee and refreshments. And like 60 kids showed up. Wow. And and most of them had parents in tow, right? So encourage your little ones in praying for their friends and finding ways to be on mission with you. And even let them lead. Like, what do you think would be a cool thing to bless your friends? What would be fun in the neighborhood? Like what, what, what do you see? It's broken and weird. Let's, let's, we'll yeah. bring the, all the adults are going to help you. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, let them, them, yeah, let them run things a little bit. I love that. They're not going to do it perfectly, but that's no. not the point, right? Yeah. And here's the seventh thing. Okay. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Stressing out over trying to always create this perfect environment or the perfect evening or like a program or something. 
is a lot more the result of our church backgrounds, hmm. you know, like the way we've been kind of raised programming, yep. than what we read about in the early church and, and what their lives looked like in the book of Acts. Start believing that kids are super valuable part of our community and that they're the future of the mission. Yeah. And don't worry about programming everything perfectly. Yeah. Okay. So care, just yeah. give yourself a break there. Yeah, so dude. there's seven there's seven tips, man. Man, so we usually do the big three. We've already got a big seven. So here's <laughs> another big three. Well, those are the seven tips. Yeah. <laughs> but but I yeah, I, I do there's actually so have much. a big three takeaways for us this week. Sort of kind of call it down. Like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So the big three, um, as you know, are things that we, we want you to know and believe and can get started on right away in light of what we've been discussing over the last 20 minutes or so. And you can get this for free. We always give it away for free on our website. Uh, all you need to do is go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 124. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 124. And I'm going to give them to you free now. But for a lot of people, they're like, oh, I wish I could have written that down. How do you just how he said that, you know, yeah. or I'm, you know, I'm driving or something right now. So yeah. I'll give them to you now, but just go to the site and you can download them and it's all beautiful and nice and you'll love it. Okay. All right, Caesar. What are the big three for this week? Okay. So here's what I want you to know. Kids are a part of your family and they're an important part of your missional community. Hmm. They're not just an annoyance or people to be entertained. And, you know, think about it this way. Healthy families have people of all ages involved in important ways. And together, they better display what the kingdom of God is like. Yeah. Okay. Secondly, this is what I want you to believe, that a true life-giving missional community is a daily vibrant experience in the normal rhythms of your life. It's not a weekly meeting. Okay. So everything can't just be jammed into it. Sure. It's a life lived with discipleship and mission radically prioritized as a lifestyle, along with your entire family mm-hmm. and your friends and their kids. Yeah. Everyone's invited. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm trying to blow everybody's paradigm up a little bit. Don't think like, what do I do with them in a meeting? But think about this lifestyle, this missional community is, is a life-giving, you know, whole thing that we're all living in. Sure. Okay? Third, without, I just want to say this, and this is going to seem a little bit hard, okay? But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an older brother, and by God's grace, we've raised three kids that live this way and love people well, but not everybody does, right? Sure. And it's a lot of them just, you know. So without getting into some training or investing the time and effort to get equipped to really live and experience a vibrant gospel-centered community, like a family together, there is a high chance that your kids may abandon their Christian faith or be enticed by some weird, watered-down, sort of almost Christian version of things. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I saw this thing recently, Heath, from the Pew Research Center. Okay. They said more than a third of adults that are in the millennial generation. Yeah, that's me. Okay. 35% now say they have no religion. Wow. And that's up 10% just since 2007. It's in the last decade. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. 35% say I have no religion. Okay. Wow. And that's, so you're thinking, oh my gosh, now, now what's it at now? And then what's it at for that next? Like people's listening who got littler kids? Yeah. I guarantee it's you it's south up. of there. It's yeah, it's yeah. way worse. So without getting some training, yeah. like to change this, I mean, yeah. good luck. Start guys. involving your kids at a young oh age. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Please, please, please do. Yeah. And that's why we're doing this, you know, podcast and we're trying to help everything be integrated, right? Integrate your life and your faith. Yep. And so today we're, you know, integrate your kids. Bring <laughs> the kids along yeah, and involve them and train them. All right. You get the free download of this week's big three takeaways by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 124. 
We hope to see you next week on the Life School Podcast as we stick with our theme of talking about kids, but we're actually going to move more into parenting. We're going to ask the question, are we parenting transactionally? Like you do this and then you get this, or is it more grace-based? And this is something I know in my life, having four kids that are under the age of eight, we used to do a lot of the transaction. Like if you guys would just shut up for one hour, then we will take you out for ice cream. Or if you do this, then you do this. Boy, were we wrong. Yeah. Oops, doesn't work. (laughs) Does not work. And it actually creates people that are going to strive the rest of their life trying to make things perfect. Folks are going to definitely not want to miss that. Thank you again for joining us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. (laughs) 